This is the Fantasy Football Podcast, where we take data and convert it into fantasy success. No bias, no hot takes, only victory. This is the Fantasy Alchemist Podcast, and now your host, Dustin Chandry. Welcome to episode 44 of the Fantasy Alchemist Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Chandry. And for today's episode, we will be looking at waiver wire targets ahead of week 13. Now, before we get started, I want to make a comment on a courtesy as we approach the end of the season. Now, if you are in standard redraft leagues, which which most fantasy football players are, now, if you were completely eliminated from playoff contention, I don't think you should be putting in waiver claims, at least not for Tuesday. Now, if you want to adjust your starting lineups, like streaming a defense or a kicker later in the week, I think that is acceptable, but I believe remaining players on waivers should be left for those teams that are still in contention. I think that is just a courtesy that if you are out of out of the playoff mix, that you should not be participating on Tuesday's waiver wire. Now, don't hear me incorrectly. If you want to make a claim on Tuesday, I don't think a commissioner should interfere with that. You should be able to do so. All I'm saying is it should be a courtesy from you because you are eliminated. Now, before we get started, talking about some targets for week 13, I want to remind you, you can interact and follow the show. We are on Twitter at FFAlchemistPod. Now verified, again, we are at FFAlchemistPod. You can also email the show with any questions at FantasyAlchemistPodcast at gmail.com. Now, as we head towards the fantasy playoffs, the number of players featured on our waiver wire episode is going to be a bit more limited than it has in previous weeks. And the number one target uh, on the waiver wire for week 13 is going to be Steelers tight end Pat Fryermuth. He is currently rostered in 42% of ESPN leagues. Now, I have talked a lot in recent weeks about how difficult it would be to find a starting option on waivers at the tight end position. And for the last three weeks, the top 10 at the tight end position, I think, has been correctly locked in within the fantasy community. However, on Sunday, Pat Fryermuth, who has been outside the top 10, he had a breakout game. Now, keep in mind that Fryermuth actually returned to action last week in Week 11 after a stint on IR. In Week 11, Fryermuth played 53% of snaps. He had one target for seven yards. However, on Sunday, Fryermuth, his snap rate only ticked up slightly to 59%, but his production spiked with nine receptions on 11 targets for 120 yards. He had 21 fantasy points. Now, what's remarkable, and I think is actually kind of tough to gauge for future weeks, is the fact that Pittsburgh had three tight ends that played more than 24 snaps on Sunday. That also includes Darnell Washington and Connor Haywood. But for Fryermuth alone, his production on 59% snap rate was the best of his career. Again, 11 targets on 25 routes run. He had a 35% target share, and he had a 44% target per route run rate. That is his highest target per route run rate of this season. Prior to Sunday, his highest was only 21%, and he has gone over 30% in three games in both 2021 and 2022 with a career high of 36% target per route run rate. So this is his career high at 44% on Sunday. On top of that, collectively the tight end group for Pittsburgh they accounted for almost half of the team's targets, 45% target share for the tight end group. 
that is well outside their season average, which is currently below 17%. In fact, prior to Sunday, the Steelers were in the bottom quartile in the league for target share to the tight end group. And lastly, this is only the second time in his career that Fryermuth has had a double-digit target volume in a game. So look, you can't expect Fryermuth to rep replicate that performance. In fact, that was probably his best fantasy game of the year, unless he somehow, somehow has a multi-touchdown game coming up here uh, in the second half of the season. But at the same time, he should absolutely be rostered in standard leagues for the remainder of the season. Now, the next option on the waiver wire is actually a quarterback wide receiver stack that you could potentially go get for free, and that is with the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love, the quarterback, currently owned in only 48% of leagues. Christian Watson, the wide receiver, currently owned in 75%. But let's start with Jordan Love. Now, I am really coming around on Jordan Love as a professional quarterback. We talked earlier in the season how I thought his fantasy production was not an indicator of his actual performance, but his accuracy and his completion percentage has really grown here in the last few weeks. Let's take completion percentage, for example. Prior to their week six bye, Jordan Love had a completion percentage of 56%. That was one of the worst in the league through the first month of the season. However, in the six games coming out of their bye, Love has not only increased his passing attempts by an average of an additional three attempts per game, but his completion percentage has jumped sharply to 64%, including the last two games that he was above 67%. And he looked great on Thanksgiving against Detroit, right? He was 22 of 32, 268 passing, three touchdowns. He had another three rushing, uh, or he had another 39 rushing yards on three rushing attempts. He had 26.6 fantasy points, which is the best of his career. And over the last three weeks, Jordan Love has averaged 22.1 fantasy points per game. That is sixth best in the league on a points per game basis. Now, it's also worth noting that Jordan Love's breakout also coincides with Christian Watson, who had his best game of the season two on Thanksgiving. He caught five of seven targets for 94 yards and a touchdown. He had 20.4 fantasy points. Now, this will be the first time this year that Christian Watson has finished inside the top 20 at the wide, re wide receiver position in weekly scoring. Keep in mind, a number of people rightfully gave up on, wa on Christian Watson weeks ago, and if you need bench depth at the wide receiver position, I would add Watson if he's available in your league. Again, right now, Christian Watson available in one out of every four ESPN leagues. If you're also looking for wide receiver depth, I would monitor what's going on with the New Orleans Saints wide receiver group this week and specifically thinking about Rashid Shahid, currently owned in 34% of ESPN leagues. Now, Michael Thomas, of course, is on IR. Chris Olave left week 12 with a concussion. Shahid also left week 12 with a thigh injury. So like I said, you're going to need to monitor the health of both Shahid and Olave. But if Olave is out and Shahid is in, then Shahid could walk into a lead target role at a very thin wide receiver group in week 13 against Detroit. And then lastly, as you're making your adjustments for the fantasy playoffs, I think you should be stashing elite running back handcuffs if they are available on your waiver wire. And first and foremost, it's going to be Zach Moss of the Indianapolis Colts. He is currently rostered in only 59% of ESPN leagues. Now, surprisingly, on Sunday, Moss played 41% of snaps. That was his highest since week seven. But keep in mind, from weeks two to six, when Jonathan Taylor was not with the team, 
Zach Moss was the fourth best running back in the league in points per game at over 20 points per game. Zach Moss needs to be stashed on your bench in the event something were to happen health-wise to Jonathan Taylor. Now, Zach Charbonnet of the Seahawks, he is currently owned in only 70% of leagues. Of course, we saw last week Kenneth Walker was out uh, due to an injury, and because of that, Charbonnet played a season-high and career-high, because he's a rookie, a season-high 88% of snaps without Kenneth Walker in the lineup. He had 18 total opportunities, including four targets. Now, the Seahawks, they do have a difficult stretch with Dallas up next and San Francisco again after that in Week 14, but you cannot ignore a running back who's getting almost 90% of snaps. Other running backs I would be looking to handcuff. Tajay Spears is a guy I have been talking about for weeks. He currently is at 35% uh, owned in ESPN leagues. I'd keep an eye on Damian Pierce, who returned to action after a three-week absence. He is clearly the backup right now to Devin Singletary. But again, if something were to happen to Singletary, I think Pierce resumes his running back one role that he had at the start of the season. Pierce is owned in 70% of ESPN leagues right now. And then I'm recording this on Monday morning, but I would obviously continue to keep uh, the Bears running back unit in mind as well. Khalil Herbert at 72% owned and Deontay Foreman, who's going to miss the Monday night game, is at 40% owned. If both of those players have starting value in the event that the other is absent from the lineup, as we'll see here with Monday night. So that'll wrap up episode 44 of the Fantasy Alchemist podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe. We'll be back with additional episodes this week. We'll look at key observations in trends from around the league in week 12, and then we'll get ready with uh, week 13 recommendations on players you should not be afraid to start. So for Dustin Shander signing off here at the Fantasy Alchemist podcast. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Alchemist podcast. You can follow the pod on Twitter at FFAlchemistPod or email us at FantasyAlchemistPodcast at gmail.com.